0: Welcome to the latest edition of Bali. I'm Carolyn April and as always I'm looking for my good buddy Seth Robinson. Seth?
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm hanging in there enjoying a little uh, New England fall awesomeness with foliage. So I know I've been sharing some photos with you. Nine out of ten years it's stunning here, and then every once in a once in a while you get a dud foliage year, and last year was kind of a dud, so and this year is not, and I don't know what the you know the meteorologist can explain why, but yeah, this year's been a stunner, so it's been very nice and pleasant to walk around and see all the colors
1: yeah, I've enjoyed the pictures it's a It's a nice change of pace from the cat pictures okay, be nice <laughs> I hate. I don't dislike the cat pictures. Um,
0: I know you're now. You're turning me into something that I'm really not. I'm not a cat lady.
1: (laughs) Crazy cat lady leaf (laughs) peeper.
0: I'm way more complex than that.
1: Come on, please. Definitely, definitely. So I kid. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Uh, yeah, definitely feeling the end of the week here, Uh, so good to be talking to you and good to wrap things up, and I think we got a lot to talk about today.
0: Yeah, we do. There's a lot going on in the world, right? There Uh, is,
1: there has been for a long time, it feels like.
0: I don't even know where to begin, but I think we've devoted today, and we typically stay away from political types of discussions, but we do have an election coming up, in case anyone out there doesn't know that, uh, how could you not? Um, I watched the two town halls last night. I was toggling back and forth between the the Trump one and the Biden one, and they should not have run them up against one another because that was impossible. So you couldn't really see it all. But I guess because of the world of the internet, you can recap today if you want to. And, you know, I'm a political junkie. I know you're not. Uh Yeah. So, but I thought, and we've discussed that we, you know, maybe want to talk about some of the implications or issues for what happens after the election for next year and beyond from a technology perspective. So, so, what are some of the issues that are going to be or not front and center with the new administration or the current one if the, if the current administration stays in, in, in place? And uh, I thought we have probably have a few, maybe five or six things we want to run through.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I view it as not even so much of a political discussion that, you know, the politics will kind of change which way these discussions go, but I think the discussions are happening. I think that's more of a function of just the industry, like we've talked about in the past, has gotten to be large enough and impactful enough that you have to be having these discussions, right? And whether the government is going to take a heavy hand or whether the industry can drive some of its own regulation, these issues have to be on the table because of the size of the industry. And so I think they, they are. And I think that candidates, you know, up and down the ticket on both sides of the aisle are talking about these things. They might not be making them a a formal part of the platform, but like you said, going into next year, into the next four years, the next however many years we're talking about, I think this issue of, figuring out how to deal with the technology industry and all of the, the new angles that it brings to business, uh, as opposed to the way that business has been handled in the past, I, I think that's going to be a really central point for a lot of people in government to try to figure out.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think we go through a news cycle these days without seeing some sort of headline pertaining to the largest tech companies, and whether or not you know, they have too much power, influence, whether they should be broken up. A lot of the debate during the primaries earlier this year was about that. And and so we've talked about it before. The maturation of the information technology industry uh, has now put it in a in a category where it, it, it didn't used to be. It's no longer the startups. It's now companies that are at the top of the stock market and st- the top, top of the market cap. Uh, world, and they wield tremendous amount of influence and so I think there 's definitely uh, a point where there 's friction between the corporate world of these companies and government and regulation and I think people are trying to sort that out you know this is, like i said there 's not a single day where a news story doesn 't go by uh, where you 're wondering you know how involved the government is going to get in the lives of a Google or a Facebook or, you know, social media companies tend to dominate here. But, um, but all of that has a trickle down effect on smaller technology companies. And I want to make that point because I think we've done research on this is that smaller channel companies, for instance, even smaller, you know, tech companies get, you know, they have, they will be impacted if the government decides to do some heavy regulation or breakup of some of the larger companies up there. And so it's a downstream effect that everyone needs to think about if you're in this industry. And we've seen that in our data, that people do worry. Um, you know, you could be the smallest, you know, mom and pop shop uh, of, of 10 employees as a channel firm. And you, you still have to worry about the downstream effect of what might happen from the you know the the government getting involved in the larger companies' lives.
1: Yeah so let me take that one that you mentioned there because I think that is the one that tends to be the biggest talking point is should we break up these companies? And I don't love that talking point and and I'm not sure you know how many of the politicians that, that might use it believe it. I, I think the the problem is if you look at the way we've historically broken up companies we break them up when they get to be of a size or acting like a monopoly that causes harm typically to consumers. Mm -hmm. That's not what we have here, right? Consumers are generally, you know, happy with the services that are being provided. And I think that there's kind of general unhappiness with these companies, but I think the unhappiness is for different reasons. And the end result is people saying, well, let's break them up. But I think it's the reasons that we have to work through. I I think that just breaking up a company for the sake of breaking it up because, you know, we think it's gotten too big or we don't like it, you know, or whatever, that's maybe not going to solve the the root problem. And I actually think that that's exactly why we have downstream impact to the smaller companies, because if you really tackle the problem and, and you're looking at regulation and you're going to look at something like this Section 230 law that allows a lot of internet companies to operate in the way that they do then any changes to that law you know might have the effect that somebody would want for the big companies but it's also going to mean something for the smaller companies and just breaking up these big companies you know on the one hand probably doesn't solve the problem on the other hand you know a small company might think well that's not going to affect me I I really think that that's kind of, uh, I guess, a red herring in this whole discussion. I think the real issue is, what are we trying to regulate and how would we regulate it? And how do those regulations impact anyone that's doing digital business?
0: Yeah, those are great points. And it actually leads to a good segue, I think, to two of the other topics, which are completely related to one another that we wanted to discuss here. That are going to involve the government, and and that is continuing cybersecurity concerns, and that dovetails with data privacy concerns. And I know, you know, many of the uh, candidates up and down the ticket, like you said, uh, have cybersecurity as one of their you know one of their big issues that they want to try to address. And again, this is going to make them have to deal with private companies. And and how to d- and, and and that can be difficult. And then you have the other issue of cybersecurity as it relates to elections and interference, and all of that. Um, and that is a whole other uh, issue that you know involves social media and censorship and other kinds of things. And then you have the the issue of data privacy. And, and I know that's one that you wanted to bring up, um, but it, but it's a big deal. Like, how involved does the government or an administration get? in trying to regulate and, and protect uh, individuals' data privacy, whether that's through the banking system, whether that's through insurance, whether that's just through basic, the internet itself. I think that remains an open question right now, and I don't think it's been solved.
1: Well, it's interesting that you bring up banking, because when I think about data and data privacy and the data that's getting generated by individuals and you know what rights they might have around that data, I think it gets to be another twisty issue because, you know, again, it can't just be black and white. You know, again, you know, you might have individuals that say I want data privacy, but I love all the personalized services that I'm getting. Well, they're personalized services because they're using your data. So you've got to be able to navigate that. But, but I, I do think that individuals data almost needs to be treated like their money. So where they have the ability to move it around, you know, right now you can move your money, you know, from one bank to another, you know, that's, that's all thought out there, there are systems in place for that, but data is, you know, held by these companies. So you can't move your data quite as easily from one provider to another, if you decided to do something different. And, and I think that, that's the part that government can get involved with is, you know, what rights do individuals have around their data? And then transparency is the other piece. How transparent do companies need to be with how they're using the data? Uh, And I think that's where you see, you know, GDPR type restrictions starting to come into play. Uh, Companies trying to figure out how to notify everyone. I mean, I think we've all, you know, gotten a little overwhelmed by every website that you go to now telling you that they're using cookies and tracking things and you have to say, okay. And so you do that. And it's not clear that that is really getting at the heart of the issue, but it's something like that of like, how do you make consumers aware of what their data is being used for so that they are signing off, you know, with full knowledge and then how can they transport that data or move it from one place to another, if that's what they want to do.
0: No, it's super complicated because every company is different. If you want to regulate it from a government standpoint, so it's more uniform, similar to when I mentioned banking before, but we have the FDIC, you know, which is sort of an insurance policy, but you feel comfortable rather than putting your money in, you know, under your mattress to putting it in a bank because, you know, if something goes wrong, it is insured. I don't think we have the uh, equivalent right now for uh, digital information data. Uh, And and I don't know the right answer for how we do that. There are lots of warnings and like you said, signing off on cookies and all of that, that people go through. Uh, But there's also human nature too at play where people want what they want, but they, then they also want their privacy and, and, and those two things butt up against one another. And I, I think that's a really tough issue to tackle. I also think when it comes to privacy that it has to be less federalist, like every state has its own rules. Um, I think we need to have, like I I personally believe for a lot of things, a more unified approach from a fe- from from the top down from federal government um that's similar to what i think about the pandemic going on right now is not leave everything individually up to the states and and i think that that has not been solved yet at all and and it's you know it's it's multiple people's problems it's like the citizenry has not figured out how they care about data privacy Individual states haven't figured out how to solve the problem, and then the federal government is providing, I think, less guidance than they they could be. And I don't know after November 3rd if that changes all that much, but it's a huge issue.
1: Yeah, I, I think that this is why government and industry has to come together, because I think government would say to industry, this is our objective. This is what we are trying to achieve. We don't know exactly how to do it. Um, the, the old rules probably don't apply, but we need your help. So, so let us know how, how we can do it. And, and then industry, you know, would, would work with them. And I'm sure there'd be some compromise, give and take that type of thing. I I think the situation we're in now is I'm not sure that people are, how much they're really focused on those objectives versus looking for a win. Right. And so like, if you take it back to the breakup thing, um, you know breaking up a company or or having a company broken up might generate sufficient headlines that everyone moves away from the issue, but nothing's been solved so you know I will be really interested to see how this transpires and I, and I think that we've seen some moves from both government and industry to to try to make this uh, a collaborative discussion. You know, right now, you know, in mid to late October and November is probably not the time that we're going to see nuanced discussions, but um, hopefully we can see it going forward. I I wanted to come back to the the cybersecurity that you mentioned, because so many of the things that you mentioned are around critical infrastructure. And we do hear a lot from uh, different candidates about wanting to do things about infrastructure and there's absolutely a technology aspect to that right now. You know, not only the cybersecurity part, but just connectivity. And if we're talking about nationwide infrastructure that allows the wheels of the economy to turn, broadband has to be part of that. And I, I, I'm sure that you and I have, have made it through, you know, this year, you know, pretty well with the broadband that we have. You know, we haven't really seen that much disruption from going remote but I can absolutely imagine that there are sections of the country, you know, whether it's rural or urban, that don't have that infrastructure. And so when they were forced into this situation, it was a much bigger struggle. Uh, and so I'm sure that that has to be something that politicians are aware of. And, and what exactly they do about it is is maybe not the easiest solution. But I, I think we have to start being very serious about broadband being some kind of utility, you know, like electricity, water, you know, whatever, something that most people can get access to pretty easily so that we can not only respond when we have these moments of crisis, but also create a platform for innovation to bloom.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, it's, it's as important as, you know, rebuilding our bridges and, you know, and our highways and our roads and all of that. And what's even more important is to uh, eliminate the inequality that it creates if you live in an area where you literally do not have a broadband at all or be you know in insufficient broadband and one of the things that's always shocked me and we've recently learned is that there are still wide swaths of the country that don't and uh, that's unacceptable there are kids you know who have had to go to remote learning and they live in a house where they didn't really they they have no capability to access the internet. I mean that's just unacceptable, completely. Yeah. Uh, and 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 what, private private you know um, companies can get involved in helping that last mile or whatever you want to call it, but this is an effort that I think the government really needs to be involved in. And this is why I mean I know people are all for smaller government or many, but there are certain things that the government does do that uh, that we rely on them for, and this would be one of them. like basic infrastructure, I think you're right, Wi-Fi now, broadband now belongs in the category of electricity. It should I mean, to me it always it has for years. but for those populations that don't have that, it's almost like they're living in you know in an undeveloped nation at this point, and that's just sad and
1: wrong. right? right. So I think the last one we wanted to touch on is a little bit of a left turn, but there's still a, a pretty strong technology component to it, and that's climate change. You know what's happening to the environment, uh, what we're doing with her resources, renewable or not. You know definitely different sides on this one. Uh, you know maybe even more so than some of the other topics that we've talked about. But like I said, there's there's clearly a technology component here if we're pushing towards more renewable resources and how, how we structure things. Um, you know, you can, you can imagine if we're, if we're talking about getting away from fossil fuels, if you're talking about, uh, more electric vehicles, then that's a whole infrastructure project as well. Um, you know, building, building that whole thing out. If we're talking about more solar, then there's, there's infrastructure pieces there. And, you know, there might not be something for, you know, every small channel firm to do, on these, but uh, I think there could be some opportunities for some companies that are able to leverage the opportunities out there. Um, maybe build some skills, specialize in some things, and try to you know ride the wave in in the direction of trying to get to things that are more helpful to our environment uh, rather than the things that aren't so sustainable.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that um, there's actually a, a, quite an opportunity. We talk a lot based on some of the channel studies we, that we do about, you know, where you want to head, how are you going to differentiate yourself, and even the smallest companies talk about specialization and ver- and getting into verticals, and this climate change issue. Uh, and energy. Um, there's a clear demarcation line uh, line between the two candidates running for president and 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 down ticket as well. So we're going to see after November third. You know, depending on who is in office, there's going to be a very different approach to how we deal with some of the energy and climate things that are going on right now. And the opportunity i will not name candidates of a certain person who gets uh, elected for technology companies is going to go way up uh there's you know so much um i have a relative who works in the solar business and uh and it's very technological uh it's going to require a lot of retraining and resources and so companies are going to have to learn but we we see that every day you know with emerging tech you know we see companies are pivoting, you know, slowly but surely they're, you know, pivoting and learning how to do, you know, various types of things between whether it's AI or blockchain or drones um, specifically. And this is another area that um, may be dominated by a lot of large companies. Uh, I will be truthful about that. But I think this climate change issue is going to be uh, clearly one of the ones that is uh, most black and white based on who wins
1: the election yep yeah. So I think that's a decent wrap-up.
0: That's us being pundits on CNN and <laughs> <SFC and laughs> Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll return to our normal technology topics <laughs> Hey, you know
0: it's, it's, uh, it's, it's topical, and we don't have that many days left so before the election. so I'm going to leave everybody with this vote, please vote.:
1: Yes, get out there, vote um it looks like it's uh in in some places there are long waits to to vote but uh you know hopefully your work situation or whatever is is such that you can get out there and do it somehow i voted by mail already um so well, that was good easy. For you oh.
0: well here in new hampshire it's like a quaint little thing to go to your elementary school and vote and um and typically you don't have to wait too long um so i'll be doing that on my voting day on uh, November 3rd, but I'm um, looking forward to it. I like to get my little sticker.
1: Yeah. No sticker that, for me.
0: Yeah. You don't get a sticker when you do the mail-in voting, but go mail in any of you out there, just vote. Anyway, this was a good talk,
1: Seth. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. We'll be back uh, next time with our annual holiday episode. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Oh yeah. There's so much to talk about with Always that. Always a good one. Very thankful and wishful, right?
1: So I will be talking to you then, I suppose.
0: Sounds good. All right. Take care.